Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome back to another 3D Hangout. My name is Noir Ruiz. I'm a designer here at Adafruit, and joining me every week is my brother Pedro. Good morning, everybody. I'm Pedro Ruiz, creative tech here at Adafruit, and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right. This year we combine 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. Hello, everybody. Hanging out in the Discord chat room. If you'd like to join us during the live show with any banter, questions, and comments, you can join the Discord server. The invite code for that is discord.gg slash Adafruit. And we're hanging out in the live broadcast chat room. So we're going to take a moment to welcome everybody to the show. Thank you for joining us. We hope you're all doing well and staying safe out there. We are also hanging out in the YouTube chat on Facebook and Periscope. Good morning to everybody hanging out. Shout outs to everybody hanging out. Rolves, Connor, uh, Odina, and over on the... We're on Discord. Discord. We have, we have Jim Hendrickson, Mark Gamblor, and Stuart Riggs. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Good, Good afternoon. Morning. Good evening to wherever you may be watching us. We're live, and uh, we'll kick it off with the show things. So let's start off with an update to the freebies. You spent some money with Adafruit? We're going to give you some free stuff. So we got an updated tier. We have three tiers uh, this week, and this I think through the rest of this month, we'll see. So for orders that are $99 or more, you'll get a free half-size Permaproto. For orders that are $100 and $50 or more, you get the half-size Permaproto plus Systemic QT uh, breakout. You can get, uh, it's randomly selected, and if you have an account with Adafruit, make sure you don't get the same Systemic QT board twice. And then for orders that are $200 or more, you get the half-size Permaproto, the randomly selected Systemic QT board, and free ground UPS shipping for the continental US only. So check it out, adafruit.com slash free. These automatically get added to your cart, so you don't have to worry about that. There's no codes or anything to type in for these deals. But if you do want a code, stick around till later tonight. We would get a lovely 10% discount on Ask an Engineer. CircuitPython meetings happen every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. You can join in live to hear the CircuitPython dev and community all coming together. Or you can listen to it as an archive shortly after around 4 p.m. Eastern Time. You can subscribe via your favorite podcast service. Newsletters once a week. There's a product-focused newsletter. That's adafruit.com slash newsletter if you want to subscribe to that and get all the updates on the products that get added to the shop weekly. Daily is the adafruitdaily.com. You can check out the different categories that you can subscribe to to get daily uh, emails. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. My audio sounds really low. <laughs> so we're going to switch it to this mic. Okay, so I switched it to this mic, and it looks like my audios are better. Yeah? I'm trying to... I know. Hey, what's up, folks? Hello. There it is. Maybe it's down here. That's why. Sorry, everybody, for the audio troubles. I think it's okay now. I'm looking at the levels, so they look fine. So anyway, adafruitdaily.com, different categories. We won't spam you, and that's that. Hello? Hello. Okay, just checking. All right, next up we have the Halloween Hack Fest. This is still going on, so if you go to hackaday.io, you can see all of, the, uh, all of the goodies that you can win. Here is the web page for that. It's got a nice page, and you can, you can subscribe. You can submit your projects. All you have to do is create a project um, through Hackaday.io and click a button to submit it to the contest. Uh, last week we talked about it. This week there are some more submissions and there is still a lot of time. The deadline for this is Monday, October 11th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. And I just wanted to pull out one very fun project here. So if you click on submissions, even if you aren't contributing or want to participate, you can still check out the awesome, lovely submissions and get some inspiration. I'm really digging this one from Glenn Atkins. Glenn Atkins put together a little guide and video on his safety coffin grave bell. This is really, really fun. It's using a proximity sensor and a servo and some smarts to make a, a, a motion activated uh, grave bell back in the old days. <laughs> Uh, people were very afraid to be buried alive. So um, they would tie a piece of string to the deceased or 
the person that they thought is deceased and they would bury them with the things tied to their finger. So if they would wake up uh, in, their, in their coffin under the ground, they could ring the bell. <laughs> There's a little history lesson for you. Very, very creepy, very, very cool construction. A good mix of woodworking and electronics. So check that one out. This is uh, the Hackaday.io Halloween Hackfest, sponsored by DigiKey. Also, if you use Adafruit parts, we double the winnings. So check that out if you do want to get some inspiration for your Halloween projects. We're definitely inspired. We want to rebuild this using all Adafruit parts and then yeah, uh, break that fun. off into that little door knocker that we've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah, this so is something same kind of mechanics. I yeah, think this is something them. like I would imagine at the ha the haunted mansion from like mm -hmm. a Disney park. I'm surprised you don't have I know, this outside good, where all the graveyards are. It's such a good are. one. It's, yeah. it's really nice. It's like oh. Because they have their own little mini graveyard, and mm -hmm. that's the sort of thing. That they, they do have the door there. knocker, so yeah. it's a similar sort of Imagine like having a row of them and just like walking by, and they're all like mm -hmm. jingling different um, yeah. notes. That'd be fun. So anyway, huge shout out to uh, to Glenn Atkins for putting this up, and so check cool. out Glenn Atkins on YouTube. He's got uh, some cool projects. So check it out. That's the Hackaday.io Hackfest. Still going on. Help wanted. If you go to boards.adafruit.com, you'll see that there are some job listings. Pretty much the same ones as last week, so I'll skip uh, pulling these out. But if you are a maker looking for a new gig, or if you're an employer looking for a maker, check out jobs.adafruit.com. Some lovely ones out there. And that's the jobs boards. All right. I think that does it for the, the, um, the intro stuff. Our audio is better, I think. Sounds good. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's guess shop talk or is it prototyping uh what do you mean don't this have a project yeah this week's project oh the guide yeah sorry <laughs> well of course i did it <laughs> so this no, week's project mind. is a little 3d printed frame for the new adafruit glasses so if you check out learn.adafruit.com you can see we have a little two-page guide on these 3d printed frames for the adafruit led glasses these are those new glasses that went up last week they sold out so quickly but don't fret there are more being manufactured and this probably gives me a good opportunity to highlight uh, the Betabox. Betabox, if you really want to get guaranteed to get your, um, your hardware before it sells out, make sure you are subscribed to the Betabox. You can do so. You have 14 days until we start closing this off. But Betabox, what is this, 20 or 19? I think it's 20. So Betabox 20. I hope it's 20. It might be 19. <laughs> I think it is you 19. Could, is it really? Is it 19? I think so. I'm ahead of myself. But anyway, 14 days, 13 hours, 51 minutes. Make sure you're subscribed. If you're not, it's a great way to get guaranteed that you're going to get the latest and funnest. We always have a really awesome Adabox for every Halloween because that's kind of like Adafruit's holiday is Halloween. So check it out. Back over to this week's project, <laughs> which is these glasses. Uh, it's a 3D printed frame. So here it is. It's a three-piece thing. And these are the, um, the LED glasses, okay? And then the way it's attached is with machine screws. I really uh, wanted these nose pads, so I built in these nose pads to the bit of a frame. You have three mounting holes that you can choose from. I selected the middle ones here. So these middle ones are using M3 screws. And then I got some hex nuts in the back here that secure the frame to the actual PCB. Cool. And then for the hinge, I have an M25 screw right here and right here. And below here is a hex nut, the plastic one. But uh, those hex nuts there will keep it nice and tight. So you can still bend this if you want. And I have it really, really tight. So if I unscrew that, I can kind of close it. But I don't plan to close it. On the right arm, we have mounting holes for a feather compatible board. This is the Feather RP2040. It's my favorite feather because it has a built-in Stemma QT connector. The way this works is it has a LED driver. This is the IS31FL3471. This is 3471. Whatever it is. <laughs> There's uh, Stemma connectors right here and right here. And you need a microcontroller to actually power this. So here's the microcontroller. And this is the little 50 millimeter Stemma cable. The feather is attached to this frame with um, nuts and uh, screws. And that's that simple. No soldering here required. And to power it, I have this USB-C cable and one of our lovely 2200 milliamp LiPo batteries. These are super cheap and super easy to work with. So the idea here is that I don't want a battery on my forehead. I've done that before and it kind of is heavy. So I really like um, this simple 
kind of power setup because I can recharge this and it's protected. So if I drop this, it won't explode and it's far away from my face. So let me get this powered here. So we have a update to the CircuitPython library and the Arduino library. It's been optimized, so check it out. This is the demo code that comes with the library for the IS31FL3741. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's optimized now. It was optimized like last night, so check it out. If you do have your, your, uh, your LED glasses, um, try out the CircuitPython uh, library and check out the demo code. There is more in the works. So let me go ahead and put these on my face and see how I can wrap it around my head. I really, I really wanted those nose pads back there because it, having that FR4 on your nose kind of hurts. Oh yeah. So uh, that's what we got going on here. So yeah, the, the, the frames are sized to hopefully fit most heads, but it is a parametric design. If you do feel like modifying it, you can modify the CAD files. So we have, um, the a step file and the Fusion 360 file of the original design source. If you want to modify it, you can do so. If you have something like Tinkercad, you like to use Tinkercad, you can uh, download our STL of just the PCB and uh, make some cool frames or build it into a existing prop, like maybe have some sort of puppet or some sort of skull that you can like attach it to. It's really easy to do that with those three mounting holes. And if you want to laser cut something, maybe some sort of diffuser, or what have you, you can also use um, the CAD file to do that. So that's, uh, that's what we got going on. So let me head back over to the, uh, to the learn guide and we'll kind of waltz through it. Waltz with me. Where is it? I lost my tab. Yeah, so the, the, um, the parts, we got the LED glasses. Those were out of stock. They were in stock. I think maybe 100 of them went up, maybe 50. Yeah. So thank you everybody for buying them as quick as you could. They sold out in like 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, the Feather RP2040, is that in stock? Is it in stock? It is in stock. The Feather RP2040, like I said, my favorite Feather. It's only 12 bucks, so check it out. And for the Stemma cables, uh, Adafruit sells so many of these Stemma cables, and the 50 millimeters is the shortest ones. You could get a longer one, but uh, the, the short ones are, hopefully will be, will be back in stock. I'm using a mix of M25 screws and M3 screws, so um, you'll want to pick those up. And then I got my USB-C cable. I forgot to mention the battery, but uh, you can use any USB 5-volt battery to power your Feather over USB-C. Check out this picture. This was a hard picture. Let me just talk real quick about how do you get these pictures. It's, it all comes down to a uh, long exposure. So using a flash, a long exposure, you can get these really nice, um, what would you call this? When an, a light source um, has this like twinkle, you see the shape of them? That's like really hard to do without a long exposure shutter speed. So you set your shutter speed to like um, one second long exposure and it's you get these. It's also a product of your iris, the way that your, yeah, um, your lens. Iris. Yeah, because yeah. some people won't have that. They'll have like a, uh, a hexagonal type of look. So this it depends on your lens. incredibly difficult to figure out the settings for. And if you see our product photos, it's even more hard to get it on video. This is normally what it looks like when you take a picture of it. It's like, are they even on? <laughs> you take a photo of lights, it's pretty difficult, but there's your tip. Long exposure with flash. If you want to take some lovely photos of LEDs that twinkle and that look like starbursts, that's how I was able to get it. All right. <laughs> I don't know if folks appreciate that. All right, so over to the 3D printing page, we got some slice settings, we got some CAD files, some zips, and our thing just broke. Come on. Come on, learn system. Help me out here. All right, here we go. Um, so here are the parts. No supports needed. Everything prints flat on the bed, so you don't need any supports. That's cool. Uh, you can download the STLs or download the CAD source, which has that step file that I was talking about. I was able to fit everything on the bed, like all in one go. So that's really nice. Um, I already showed you the CAD assembly. You're getting you some nuts and some screws. And then the design source is available on GitHub if you want to download just the PCB file. You can get that. It has all the LEDs and the connectors and capacitors all on the board. So you get a one-to-one -one accurate model of the components and the PCB. Very, very cool. And that's really the whole learning guide. The assembly is pretty straightforward because you just look at the GIF of all the screws exploding and re-installing. Re Excellent. 
Awesome, some questions in the chat room. Is there an easy way in Fusion to bend the areas of the glasses? Bend the areas of the glasses? Yeah, I'm thinking like a, uh, like a molded, it. yeah, to curve it. Yeah, it, with some work you could do, like a, you can use the spline tool and curve it out, or you can... Um, I think they're talking about like this, yeah. So like the, um, yeah, how the arms Yeah, uh, Yeah, I could probably do like a loft and do like a, or a sweep. You can kind of create two different sketches with planes. That's a good uh, layer by layer, maybe. Um, or you could just hit a, a, hot, a, a heat gun to it and just bend it yourself. Mm, That's mm. a little destructive, but you know, lots of different ways to do it. Um, the reason why I have it flat like this is because I can print printing. it flat, and uh, yeah, that's a that's a cool idea though. I think yeah, it might work if it's uh, printed. You don't have another pair, right? Where the no, bottom no. is like that. I do not have another pair. So if the see. bottom is like that, so if it, if it's on the bed like that, and then you still mm, get that curve. Up. Yeah, so you would yeah. still get that curve like that. Yeah, that would, that's a good idea. Yeah, you could do. Oh, I'll definitely yeah. try that. Um, but yeah, it's just flat, no curve, but. Uh, this right here does a good job of holding it. I was thinking of putting like little Ninja Flex, uh, what you call it, little uh, a notch here so that I could put a rubber band or some sort of thing. Yeah. So if you wanted to strap it to your head yeah. and tighten it that way, that would work. Um, I wonder if like the uh, the existing like what are they called the things you put on your glasses like the mm -hmm. chains or something right. maybe that would have fit too. It's uh, there's a nice fillet around here on the edge so that uh, it doesn't so it hurt your soft. your ears when it's wrapped around your ears. But yeah, I wanted to make the hinge pretty chunky, so I have it, uh, I think, four millimeters thick on each side. And this is an M3 hole, so I'm using an M25 hole so that there's a little bit of clearance there. But yeah, really, really simple uh, design and construction. I needed to get this out pretty quick, so I didn't spend too much time on it. Um, the nose pads, really happy about those because uh, without them, like I said, really oh, hurts yeah. your nose. It's going to dig into your nose. Mm -hmm. And then one of the other things we need to put in here too, DeWester um, was saying that he wears glasses and luckily Lamar showed it off on attaching it to existing glasses using some zip ties. So that's what the other uh, two mounting holes can be used right. as. You can just zip tie them or maybe yeah. you can design a little thing that you I could would, like stick them onto you your might, existing glasses. You might not be able to fit a zip tie. I don't know how she did it exactly, but these holes are M3 holes. So zip ties normally aren't that thin, but you could yeah. You can check out the there. product yeah. page for that. There's a video on there, uh, her showing it off. And I, I, you I think she said like Ray-Bans or something. She says the model of the glasses that she used. And she was able to put it right over her existing glasses. Yeah, I don't know if, if that she works. had a driver. I think her, the, yeah, the driver the was down here. Was like oh yeah, off. it yeah, was hanging so off. For this one, you could make a new version of the thing. Like let's say you want a cutie pie and you could have a cutie pie here instead. Mm. I went with a feather cause it's. Ooh, maybe like a mount for other sunglasses would be cool too. So yeah. it's taking that and then. Like either zip tie it or somehow screws into yeah. some other sort of If you of wanted to Bluetooth, glasses. you could use the NRF feather, and that has good circuit Python support, and that would work here. Um, yeah. Um, I didn't want the battery um, on my head because it weighs it down a bit, yeah. but over here I would have put like a 400 milliamp battery and then routed a mm -hmm. JST cable over here, down here, and then back into the, uh, into, to the JST power connector there. But for simplicity's sake, no soldering. You just kind of screw these things and attach it all together. And you got a nice, simple, wearable frame for your LED glasses. Super cool. Thank you. Great job, Lamar and Phil, on the silk screen and yeah. the PCB design. Mm -hmm. It went through quite a few different iterations. Do we have the other one? So we can show that. Uh, oh, and a disclaimer, too, that this design, when you order it, it might not be the design you show up with. Yeah, this is Wolf. So we this got here bug. Yeah, bundlefly bug. Ha, this bundlefly. Bug, bug, bug. Yeah, yep, very this cool. is what Go you ahead, get. Bring it up closer. This is what you'll get, just the PCB. You won't get I'll, the uh, driver because you can choose anything from like a feather or I think even the cutie pie with some modification. I can go closer. Closer. Yeah, you can really see the RGB LEDs on there. Yeah. Spaced apart. And great silk screen. Mm hmm. So. And enough room if you wanted to like build one of those grids that we like doing for uh, like some black LED or critic. But other, you said it didn't uh, diffuse it as well. Right? I mean, it could. I just didn't want to cover up the lovely silk screen. Yeah. So that's one reason to keep it Ooh, bare like maybe that. Maybe like just the circle. Screen. So it's just around yeah, there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Huh. Yeah, there's lots of cool diffuser bits that you could do. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Dwester's asking uh, Pico, original Pico, would that fit on there? Like, would that drive it? Yeah, for sure, the Pico would. You just have to solder to the pin since there's no, uh, there's no stomach ah. connector on that board. Yeah. But hey, that's fine. Typical. And then, nice and blank on the back. Yeah, this gives you an idea of how well <clears> you can <throat> see through it. You know, you can, you can basically see through them. Because, you know, I don't know. I, don't know I mean, when it's so example. close to your eyes, it looks yeah, like you really, it's you, just, see that. you really don't see it, yeah. Oh, great. Oh, my. There we go. But yeah, this is the bug, and this is a uh, wolf. Wolf. Rawr. Yeah, disconnect this now if you want. Show it like that. Super easy to um, take it apart, too. Just unscrew these things. And uh, yeah, the, the 50 millimeter um, stomach cable is really nice because mm -hmm. it's not too lengthy yeah. and it's not too short. So that works pretty well. There you go. Yeah. Take out the battery and plug it in and just kind of let it run there. So there we go. Really, really simple solution here. Um, no soldering required again. I keep saying that because like that's a big I've point. Been soldering all, a big point. all week. <laughs> it's like uh, definitely makes it more accessible. Yeah, you can just plug it you in. Just plug it in. All you got to worry about is getting the code on there, and then how you actually want to wear these and dress them up with your costume. I think yeah. is the. It's, uh, it's so nice to see the rapid speed of development here. Yeah. Yesterday, like literally yesterday, there was some flickering bug, and the code wasn't quite optimized. But mm -hmm. Philby did a great job on optimizing it uh, this morning and pushing it out last night. Yep, still so lots is, to uh, do. This is really really nice. Yeah, and then we have like uh, our Smooth. iOS developer Trevor working on some of the uh, the PyLeap app, so you can actually add some text on there and have it send right to your glasses. So that's over cool Bluetooth, by over the Bluetooth, way. yeah. So that's, that's stuff that's coming up, mm -hmm. and he's using like the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit and is connecting it that way. Yeah. And a really good point too that Duester just said too is that uh, he'd want to move the mount completely off the glasses, so everything is running down to like mm -hmm. on your belt or your pocket or yeah, something like that. Idea. It's Great a really idea. good idea. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a mm -hmm. good way to keep all of the weight off of your head. Yeah. For sure. See, and uh, yep, Johnson County Library Makerspace. Yep, these will be in stock. I don't know when, but they're coming back. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, they're being manufactured as we speak. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, and the only way I found out about this, because nobody knew they were in stock, is mm -hmm. I always constantly have that adafruit.com slash new page, and I just refresh like hundreds of times a day. Because <laughs> you'll never know when things will be back. I think that's like the quickest way to do it too. You can go ahead and do the uh, sign up. Uh, that sometimes will uh, alert you before. Mm -hmm. But I just have the page open and consistently uh, refresh throughout the day. I really wanted the dragon ones. Rolf's the same. Yeah, and he wishes <laughs> everything was USB-C. Yes, yeah, I do. same here. There's some like... Reversible and everything. Yeah, when it comes to design, some things, we can't fit it in there in the uh, form factor that we want. But yes, one day everything will be USB-C. And then there'll be USB D. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the new one is like USB C P D or no, there's like an like some sort of um I think less differentiating like the wattages or something you could pull through. Mm. Something like that. I guess I'll keep these on then. <laughs> Mesmerize the audience. <laughs> yep, so we'll do a video promo for this uh, yeah, like in a week. The reason or two. why is because the like literally the, the library was updated last night. Yeah, there's still uh, I didn't want to you know record we have and to film show all these demos we have those, to show the text those artifacts on there. and those glitches that were yeah. showing up. So if you got your if you were one of the lucky few that got, you know, the first batch, uh, update your library. Whether Just, you're on Arduino or CircuitPython, they're both mm -hmm. the same and they're both getting optimized by Phil B. So thank you. Thank and you this Dragon. is uh, available at circuitpython.org slash and download. No, this isn't a CircuitPython board. This oh. is like a ah, where do we get add-on. What's the GitHub link to update this? Well, it's right here. You're going to have to click on the, uh, oh, let me switch to the, so if you go to the product page, you can see here Arduino and CircuitPython. If you click on that, Sweet. it takes you to the library. You can see go. here, 17 hours ago, paint your dragon, uh, pushed it out. And uh, you just download this, see where it says code, click on that, click on download zip. That'll give you the whole folder. This right here, nice. Adafruit underscore IS31FL3741. That's the library. So you want to put that folder in your lib folder in CircuitPython drive. And then under the examples, you can pull out this one that says uh, 
the IS31 underscore glasses ring, and that's the code that's running on my face, and that was posted two days ago. You could also play with these other ones because we do have another board that is basically yeah. using the same driver chip. If you, if you want, I can quickly go to it. Yeah, yeah. Just type in the IS31, and you can see that this one is basically the same driver, but a different, different assortment. Layout. Yeah, it's a 13 by 9. Uh, matrix, but it's basically kind of the same hardware for mm -hmm. the glasses, and uh, it's the same library. Here you can see it running off of a cutie pie, which is really cute and adorable. And we actually have a planned project, nice. uh, a collab project with Liz Clark that uses this one. Yeah, she had a really good idea mm -hmm. on a cool project for this. Yeah, so uh, these this this driver is getting some good uh, hardware and some good software for mm -hmm. it. But uh, other than that. Um, yep. Yep, the uh, usual workflow that Lamar does. She'll uh, mm -hmm. make a little breakout for us so you can test all the, uh, the driver and everything on there, and then we'll port it over to these awesome glasses. Very cool. All right. So, yeah, product page, link to the, uh, to the thing. And yeah. I think um, the code here where it has like the Adafruit text scrolling, I believe that one's only for Arduino. So if you click on the Arduino link here, I think there's an examples folder, and then here you'll see three different glasses demos. Very cool. A direct, a buffered, and a smooth. And here's one that says the art, um, QD matrix text buffered. That one's probably for the matrix that I showed you. Ah. But yeah, the, this is this is all still being updated and stuff. And, and GitHub's being GitHub. One of our, our one of our PRs failed because no. GitHub actions is a beast. <laughs> so. Bear with us um, on the Arduino side. But yeah, check it out. Go back over to Discord. Anybody saying stuff? Yes, I think I've answered all the questions. Let's go ahead and move <laughs> on. What's okay. next? Uh, the oh, um, shop talk. Oh, we got more. No, I think it's for, for prototyping, I guess we could show off the ray gun. Yeah. So the ray gun, this is. Halloween coming up, we this gotta a, work on some props. Right, so, all right, so since the last update, we have added a nice angle to the handle so it looks like a ray gun. That really helps ergonomics. And um, we added an LED because one of the modes, we, we just need to have an LED. You mm -hmm. can't have a ray gun blaster yeah. without an LED. Yeah. <laughs> so I have this really nice bright yellow LED, and this is all done in CircuitPython. So when I hold the trigger down, it, it uh, it plays a WAV file and turns on the LED. And this is just using a Feather M4 and the, an amplifier, the PAM8302. We got some magnets here, so you can click that in there. And I remade this so it's thinner up here, so you can see the light shine through. It's a really, really fun ray gun. Goes well with the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Space Ranger. Yeah, so. This will be a fun Philby collab project. Philby's going to write the code so that we can use this slider here to change up the sound effects. And there's going to be another version that has uh, some keys on top. It's a very strange, obscure prop from Star Trek, the animated series. Not, so, called... uh, not so obscure with our audience. They knew like what, yeah, they probably know exactly. what episode number and all that. Right. <laughs> this is the slaver episode because it's called the slaver weapon. But it's cool. I like the LED holder. If you're looking for a cool way to make an LED holder, this is a neat way to do it. It prints without any supports, and it makes it so that you can still fit a USB cable under here. And uh, all these JST connectors, it's always really nice to use JST connectors with props because then you can, um, you don't have to worry about threading things, mm -hmm. like panel mounting things, threading it through and then soldering it. This makes so you can disconnect all the connections. So that is a work in progress. Updates mm -hmm. to the Raygun. Give us some time to release uh, the learn guide and video for this because there's still lots of work to do yep. on uh, on documenting it. But yeah, it's like a 1950s style spaceship <laughs> ray gun. Looks like from uh, Futurama. Yeah, feels really good. I really like that 30, 15 degree angle that makes it look like a ray gun. So there you go. That is what we're prototyping. Fun, fun. Okay, now we can do shop talk. Ooh. So for shop talk, we have uh, I think two things. Right. What do we got? Well, um, we want to talk oh, about oh the CAD stuff. Yeah, yeah. we want to talk about the three MF. 
So there's this video that came out by Kevin Kennedy. Kevin Kennedy does a lot of Fusion 360 tutorials, and he made a really good video on like seven reasons why you should switch from STL files to 3MF files. So I have started exporting 3MF files for our stuff. The first one being the LED glasses. So I have a link here to the LED glasses um, model, which is on our Adafruit CAD parts GitHub repository. And you can see here I got a 3MF. One of the benefits of 3MF cool. is that it is, well, first of all, the file format is open source. The second, it's like half the size of a STL file. Another thing that makes it really good is that it actually has metadata associated to it. So if you have like support material or color information or more slicer information, um, it will retain that in your 3MF, which is really, really cool. Uh, Prusa Printers did a video similar about a year ago, but at that time, 3MF export wasn't a thing for Fusion 360. Uh, but with their latest updates, uh, it is a thing. It's basically default now. And I, for like at least a week, I've been switching that dropdown from exporting an, uh, a 3MF to STL and just kept doing that over and over again. And then this video comes out by Kevin Kennedy. I'm like, hey, finally, I got some reasons uh, to finally switch over. I'm still going to offer STLs because Tinkercad, really it is Tinkercad. Mm. I even asked Tinkercad, like, hey, can you guys have any plans? They, they said, yes, they we may do. Be we will. That, we'll yeah. look into it. And uh, Mac OS doesn't fully support it, but Windows 10 does. Windows 10 has a native built-in. It you gives what? you thumbnails. I... And, and Windows 10 has like a built-in uh, 3D viewer, which is really cool. So if you're on Windows 10, like 3MF just works out it? of the box. Just real quick to test this. In the new, um, yeah, the updated. And then there's 3MF. 3MF, nope, not yet. It shows up <laughs> as like a, a flash print. So slicers like Cura, flash print, Prusa, and I hope Slicer all support it. Um, but don't quote me on that. But I'm sure uh, Cura and Prusa Slicer definitely support 3MF. And if you go to the website, 3MF, they have like this nice PDF. They tell you things about it. And there's like a little chart here that, uh, here's 3MF. It has, uh, it's Unicode aware, contains support structures, has textures, full color capability. It's unit aware, which means like it knows um, if it's millimeters or inches, unlike an STL. Mm -hmm. And it's, it says it's always print ready, which I think is funny. But look at that, like a three megabyte, or rather a 15 megabyte STL has a 3MF is just three megabytes. So that's, that's awesome. And um, there's quite a few companies that are contributing to it. And it's an open source format. Um, Stratasys, Ultimaker, Prusa. Prusa should be in here, but they're not. But Autodesk, HP, GE, 3D Systems, they all, even Microsoft, they're all, and Siemens, they're all supporting it. Shapeway is too. So yeah, check it out. And check out that video by Kevin Kennedy. I think he does a really good job of, of uh, breaking it down. And uh, I'll give the Prusa video a watch too. It's a year old, but hey, it's, it, mm. it's very valid. You know, off the top of your head, uh, Stuart uh, is asking if it works in uh, Simplify 3D. Probably not. Sorry. <laughs> it, I have not tried it. I haven't used Simplify. You know, what, I haven't even installed it on. Yeah. yeah. Oh dang. We're, try it out. We'll test it out. We've switched to yeah, mm -hmm. Cura for a little bit now. Yeah, they started implementing all the uh, things we used Simplify for, like yeah. the uh, custom the supports. Custom supports is a huge was, one. Yeah, that was one of the big things. Yeah. And it's open source and free to download. Yeah. Started making it hard to get yeah, all of the... Like, <laughs> they actually told us to remove our profiles. Oh, that would remind me. <laughs> it's like, oh, guys, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. We, we respectfully declined. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So, yeah, check it out. 3MF. It's a, it's a new file format. But don't worry. I'm still going to export STLs because Tinkercad. Tinkercad, don't forget. And it's coming. I know. It's it might coming. be a little bit more harder now because they're not in the same office. You know, they're probably still remote. But before, they, you know, they would, the Fusion team and Tinkercad team were like, you know. I don't know if FreeCAD uh, has support for it or export support. I don't know. But uh, 
like I said, you, you keep your eye on it if, if you're not sure. It's going to be starting to be supported because widely. It's, it, to me, it affects me personally because like, yo, I use Fusion 360, and when I export, it's always a 3MF by default. Mm -hmm. And that's good. I'm going to export both I'm of them for now. I'm down for new workflows mm -hmm. and having all that metadata in there is super helpful. Yeah. Um, Thingiverse supports 3MF, right? You can see here in the downloads file, they support 3MF just fine. Even though they don't have it listed mm -hmm. as a supported file format, I was surprised to see that it opened, that it uploaded it fine. Very cool. And in the Prusa printers been website, they've been supporting 3MF since the beginning. And they, like I said, made that video and they have like thumbnails and all this. Mm -hmm. I like get my favorite uh, feature, I think, is having the supports in there. Because that's one of the things I'm it's always huge, like yeah. bummed out about when I have to export stuff. It's like, oh man, yeah. especially if it was like a sub custom support mm -hmm. that I built into. And it's like, oh, I can't, how do I give this out to people? And my only solution has been to like, make a gif of like where the supports are so you can at least see yeah. where I put everything. But in the Prusa video, that, they um, show you that a project file is the 3MF file. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to come up with a new file format. Yeah, yeah, that's actually and how same thing with Prusa. Cura. Or, or been Cura. Like that, Their yeah. project files are also 3MF. Mm -hmm. That's really awesome. Which again, it's like when you're doing like custom sizing and like having the layouts be like this weird like angle work, yeah. that you know makes the print like that much better. Mm -hmm. it, it's definitely metadata that you want to be able to Your share. Your actual slice settings get saved to it, which is oh, really really good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah. That is that is big, really good because then you don't deal. have to keep importing new profiles. It's just baked in. Yeah. But still modifiable, mm -hmm. right? That's actually the reason why I list all of the different uh, support uh, settings because I can't save that out. You're right. You know? Yeah. So it's a whole new world with 3MF. Yeah. Check it Great. out. Any more comments on 3MF? Uh, let's see, Stuart is saying that. Right, just to confirm. Like, AMF. Fine yeah. and, uh, is AMF the same thing? AMF? I have no idea. It says really? Prusa Slicer has an export AMF, but he doesn't see a 3. Oh, yeah, no, no. MF. Prusa, what happened? I, I thought they were doing... Slice, but like, I saw their video and they were like, hey. Yeah, that's the only thing missing from Cura that I use Prusa Slicer for. Actually slicing an object. Oh, the mesh. Um, <laughs> no, where you just slice a thing off. That's what I'm saying, the mesh tools or Smash something? Smash slicer, yeah. Yeah, they have a really nice one. Yeah. If you want to chop the bottom of a, of a print or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still early days of supporting 3MF, I guess, but hey, Fusion... Coming soon. Yeah, it just, it's just started doing it, so... For everyone else, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, second thing, I think, is... Uh, was it the whippersnapper? It was the whippersnapper. Yeah, so that's uh, actually what... I've been working on All right, super a nice sneak peek. Yeah, I think Brent's been showing it off. But oh, okay. yeah, that's what I've been working on. Uh, we're trying to have it ready for this Start week. But there's some beginning. bugs. What is Whippersnapper? So Whippersnapper is a super easy way to no coding required to hook up your um, variety of you of Wi-Fi boards to read sensors like a like a beam breaker, or a power strip, or uh, sensor, like a sensor, like a temperature sensor, temperature sensor, sensor, humidity, like a, a trip sensor, a proximity sensor, proximity. So all of those where you just plug it in using Adafruit IO, mm -hmm. and it recognizes what that sensor is and lets you with no coding just right. select some drop downs in actions and triggers. So in the example. Uh, I don't think we have the video loaded, but the example, no. we can go like into the mag tag or the pipe right. portal. We have um, So you'll plug it like in a door, and like a door snapper switch. will know, it'll detect all the onboard sensors and connectors. So all the libraries, all of the firmware that you're gonna need to have that working with um, getting online. So it inputs all of your uh, Wi-Fi credentials and your uh, Adafruit IO uh, login. It'll be able to make dashboards and like we were saying before, pick like a sensor or a component, so if you click on components, and this is all the components that it uh, lets you work with. Uh, for now, there you guys just added like a bunch of uh, I2C sensors, yep. so that is coming like within like probably next week, I think, is yeah. what they're working on. But yeah, like LEDs, push buttons, toggles, potentiometers, PIRs, relays, power switches, reads, light sensors, beam, water yeah. sensors, and we show a couple component. of these demos off in the video. Mm -hmm. And you just select that, um, and it lets you, it gives you like which pins are available on the right. specific board. Right, knows the profile for the mag tag, for example. So it knows that there's some buttons there mm -hmm. and it knows that there's these ports like the, and the built-in LED. And you can yeah. use these all just by clicking in the drop-down. Mm -hmm. 
So if you so wanted, with, so your, with boards like uh, MagTag, you simply just plug it in. So no soldering required. Mm -hmm. uh, we're trying to make it so easy to be able to use Internet of Thing uh, Wi-Fi boards with a sensor. So you don't have to program anything. You don't have to, um, you know, like, like compile all these, you know, firmwares and figure out all this craziness just to get a simple door switch or the most powerful one that I like right here is that we should have hooked it up. It's in the yeah. other in the other room. <laughs> the power, to. yeah, it's not turned on. Oh. The power switch, so you can like control a lamp from the internet, and it automatically. Or anything collects. that's plugged into the power. And it, yeah, yep, anything that's plugged yeah, into that's it. That's great, and uh, you know you can have multiple devices. Mm -hmm. Here's the Pi Portal. Let's say I want to add a new component or modify mm -hmm. the alert LED. Here are all the pins that are available on it, and uh, you can plug in whatever sensor to these ports on the mm -hmm. on the Pi Portal. And there's a bunch of that you can do too. Yeah, and there's you know more components uh, being added. I really want NeoPixel support so that I can do Coming. some NeoPixel projects. But yeah, this is kind of your device page or your device list and mm -hmm. then your device page. So we're going to support the ESP32 and the ESP8266. Yes. Is that right it is? Not at launch, but it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. And you can add it to your dashboard or see the feeds and just kind of see the log of mm -hmm. when things changed. But yeah, it's And if just you're not familiar great... with I.O., you can check out io.adafruit.com and there's like a video that uh, explains all the uh, awesome things you're able to do with uh, internet connected devices. You so, can be a part of the beta um, if you... I think you literally have to like tag... You have to tag Brent on in the Discord. Discord. Yeah, we'll, uh, sign you have to ask you up. him and he'll sign you up. Uh, Sorry. I, know. <laughs> I don't know the I, I see uh, stuff exactly, going on in the Slack. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> cool. Yeah. More, more updates coming out. Um, so that's Whippersnapper. Yep. Sneak peek. We'll be uh, making Hopefully a video next week. Next week. Yeah. No, the actual launch will be, uh, I hope, next week. Right, right? it'll that, go public next so week. Cool. With some so, learn guides as well. Dylan Harada is working on some learn guides yes. in company with She Brent. has a couple of them that I follow to uh, set all this up, but mm -hmm. it's super simple. And yeah, I'm freaking hyped about this because when the, you know, the designer video guy can figure out all this without any coding, setting up sensors, doing like a simple um, door trigger, like alarm, and then like a water sensor things, hooking all yeah. that stuff up, it, it's so awesome. It's going to open up that. so much accessibility for folks now mm -hmm. with uh, I.O. Oh, and Mark Gambler is saying that, yeah, it's on a help with uh, Adafruit I.O. channel. There you is go. Is where you, you can I tag. I think Mark is a, a beta member as well. So yeah, thank you for, so for, cool. for testing it out and being the first to, uh, to mm -hmm. try it out and find all the bugs. Because uh, yeah. there are some bugs. No, they just fixed a couple last night even. Yeah, to, shout uh, out to Lauren. Finish up this but video. Yeah, all IT or I.O. Wi-Fi boards was uh, what's what's going on. Big, big deal. It's like yeah. when uh, Scott figured out uh, getting USB mass storage working in uh, CircuitPython. Yeah. This is another one of those. Like, yeah, it's, it's a groundbreaking. Yeah, it expands to forward. how many people are able to use this, which mm -hmm. of course, you know, always um, uh, for figuring out more features and bugs and things like that, it definitely helps in making this way better. Yeah, so, very Coming cool. soon. Coming soon. So, and that is Shop Talk. Excellent. All right, this week uh, we have some community to make. Every Tuesday we 3D print something from the community. This week we got it's a mask. Yeah, so this is a really cool mask. Continue on with uh, Halloween. I think this today is, is it today, the first day of autumn? Maybe. Like we're finally going to get like uh, cooler, cooler temperatures here in Florida, 70 degrees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is a Ghost in the Shell inspired mask. Yeah. So this is, uh, as you can tell by the model wearing, and when I put it on my head, it is. Completely scaled up, and it's a nice, creepy, like android-looking mask. Uh, it comes with like these uh, little tags on the side, so you can attach a piece of uh, like band or nylon or something. Yeah. But really cool texture on it. Um, I did use that trick that I was just talking about with uh, slicer, Prusa slicer, where I cut this right up there so it is completely flat on the bed because there is like this curvature on the top here mm. and i really like the the modeling in this like it's uh what is this called where it's like dented out yeah uh, it's just shelled it's like nicely. shelled really shelled perfectly like it fits like your eyes your nose and your <laughs> mouth so a uh, very good uh modeling with this it's all nice and smooth and yeah just really like textures on it and the creepy look and just creepy. put this on you can see how much the scaling that I did on this. 
It's huge. It looks like a baby face or something. But everything lines up. I'm able to see. And uh, you can kind of see my, see my eyes there. But yeah, nice uh, Android looking mask. Uh, this is from Ghost in the Shell. I'm thinking it's like where. Uh, I think Ghost right in the intro it. shot where oh, okay. she's getting like the um, the skin like uh, added like where the androids getting uh, the major is getting the skin right. uh, I guess attachment or whatever. The Thingiverse page is having some issues loading the images. Yeah, it sometimes does. It's from uh, Elvis is uh, yes. the, the fellow's name. So shout out to Elvis for releasing this as a free model. You can download it here. And uh, well, like I said, they won't load, but that's we'll have a link in the description. Well, here's oh, the proof. Yeah. It does work. <laughs> it looks yeah, great. It um, I forgot what the settings. It took it took a little bit to print just because of the uh, scaling that I did on it. And yeah, uh, yeah I, you shot it with like some LEDs, and yeah, you could definitely attach LEDs right, right here. Yeah, Have it be like a creepy mask like outside uh, yeah, for the trick or treaters. Decor. Nice glow, glowing illumination on there for the oh, uh, the facial features. Well, you know what? It's been like that since, um, like, even when I downloaded it. Oh, really? I, I, like I it wasn't able loaded. to see. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sort of the things where it's like, oh, I'm gonna have to trust this, <laughs> this works. So, but here is the proof that it comes out beautifully. Yeah, really Like nice. all of the, um, what is it called? The geometry. It's nice and smooth. It's not like pixelated at all. Like everything is like pretty high quality. And then somebody in the, the comments was saying that, yeah, it'd be cool if you could like chop all this up and have like servos put it together oh, like right, it does. Oh, right, it's supposed to break apart yeah. in the movie. I haven't seen the Ghost in the Shell movie I, with I uh, Scarlett Johansson. I haven't seen it. Super cool. Oh, yeah, she, they did re do a remake. Yeah. We should watch that now. Yeah, is it on <laughs> HBO Plus? We should watch it. Somewhere, yeah. It's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool uh, upgrade to that. Have some servos put the face together. No comments on the on the mask. It's too creepy for folks. I don't yeah. Know. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, Connor is saying oh, that uh, okay. EL wire in the seams. Yeah, that would look really neat. I think that's. I think that's what we have to do. Huh. Uh, very cool. All right. Well, that's this week's time lapse Tuesday. We got. Uh, oh, and, and I'm jealous of uh, Connor's 59 degrees for their mm, cold front. They're already rolled in. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Okay. And I think that's it for Community Makes. I got some... That's it? Let's see, checking the notes. No, that's I it. I think that is... Oh, no, for, like, other stuff. Mm -hmm. I believe that is mm -hmm. it. Oh, the other prototyping thing. Eh, probably too late, right? Yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah. We can close off the show. <laughs> Yay. All right, so later tonight, we're going to be hosting Show & Tell. That's right. Come on by. We invite you to, to come on and share your progress, projects, retro gear, all this fair game. Um, it's it's every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm -hmm. And then shortly after that, Lamar and Phil, full hour of Ask an Engineer. Open source hardware, new products, CircuitPython on hardware, um, Ion, Ion MPI, and then the new products at the end. So check that out. Oh, I mean, questions. questions at the end. I mean, it's called Ask an Engineer, so you ask an engineer <laughs> at the end of the show. So answer the questions at the yeah. end. That's right. So uh, come on by. We're hosting Show & Tell, 7.30 hey. p.m. So we'll we'll uh, post the StreamYard link in the Discord at discord.gg slash Adafruit a couple minutes before the uh, Show & Tell starts so we can get all that loaded in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And then tomorrow, we get uh, John Park's workshop every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Check it, check it out with John Park. Awesome. Uh, I'm, he's ramping up for, uh, and thanks to uh, Duess who corrected us, it is AdaBox 20. <laughs> oh, 20, yeah. Uh, last time it was the 19. Yep, I'll yep. be uh, ramping up, getting ready for the projects uh, for the next AdaBox. Um, they're super cool. <laughs> yeah, so check it out. Uh, get subscribed every single week. if you're not already. Yeah. And then Scott's on Friday. On, yep. Scott's on Friday, every 2 p.m. Pacific time or 5 p.m. Eastern time. You can get a full hour plus of, of Scott doing some live deep diving on CircuitPython, yeah. C, and other awesome, awesome stuff. So check out Scott every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And um, then circling back around, and Sundays is from the desk of Lady Ada, where she does the great search. On Sundays, hacker hours. On Mondays, it's the CircuitPython meeting every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Tuesdays is John Park's product pick of the week every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time or 1 p.m. Pacific Time. This week, John had the Neo Trellis. He had a yeah. really fun uh, musical 
mm -hmm. uh, demo that uh, that he was playing with, and there's lots of fun so much projects. Fun. And it was 50% off the Neo Trellis, which the is mind blowing. Only place to get such a huge discount. That's why the uh, emoji face the is there. Yeah, only during so the it show. It only lasts for uh, what is it like a half hour. Of, um, is it us <laughs> this week? <laughs> Sorry, I looked at the comment from Do Western. <laughs> JP's Tuesday shows are costing me a fortune. Though. Right. Well, it's only half a fortune that it's costing me. Right. Imagine <laughs> if you just take your fortune and double it, and then you look at the original cost. Uh, but thank you for uh, supporting us, Do Western. You yes. are uh, keeping us afloat. And then we do this show every Wednesday in the morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Oh, would you look at the time? <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. This has been 3D Hangouts. Thank you all for joining every single week. We'll be here later tonight. Yes, yes. But until then, remember to make a great day. I gotta go. Bye, folks. See you later tonight. <laughs>